0: Hey, welcome to Triple T. It is Tuesday, so it is time for Trusty Training Tuesdays. Where do we go from last week? We talked a little bit about motivation last week, which I'll pick up later on down the podcast. And this week, I thought I'd talk a little bit about uh, decision-making. So, um, long story short, I had some contacts with somebody that was having a difficulty within their charity, and they had got to a bit of an impasse where it had become confrontational and they were looking at getting rid of a trustee um, because they were acting outside of the rules of the organisation. Incredibly problematic because um, where they were struggling was they liked the person socially, personally. Um, They really wanted him to be part of the charity. However, they uh, couldn't have them continuing what they were doing because it was going to cause organisational issues. So at the point they were going to ask them to leave um, because it it wasn't working. It's really difficult because you come into charities and and trustees, we're not paid millions of pounds to do these roles. We're probably paid nothing to do these roles. The vast majority of us will be paid nothing, and we are doing them because of our motivation, because we want these charities to succeed, or trusts, or organisations. We give our time freely to something we believe in, and then we end up running a situation whereby we're potentially asking somebody to leave that we like because of something they're doing, and you've been past that role to do. So it might be completely out of your norm. You might not be used to to doing that. You might not be a manager in your workplace, and suddenly you've got this hiring and firing element to your role that you've absolutely no idea how that happened, or what to do. Now, yes, we've all got Google. We can all go and Google. The with Google is it will give you facts and figures, and it will give you the ins and outs and all the rest of it. What it doesn't do is give you lived experience. And it it can be really difficult for everyone involved. Um, So, where do you go with that? The thing is, a lot of people who are given roles that come with some sort of imagined power, some sort of hierarchical stance to it, is people believe it is actual power which can cause conflict. So with this, if you imagine when you came into your organisation, you were there to do good, the likelihood is the person that you're now thinking of getting rid of also came into that organisation to do some good. And it's highly likely that with a little training, the situation can be worked out, a little mentoring, coaching, whatever your organization uses to support its volunteers and trustees, to use those methods to engage that person, to make them aware they could be doing something that they don't realize is against the organizational ethos or rules or guidance or governing document. So we have to look at the way we train trustees because... At the end of the day, you've got volunteers, looking after volunteers, looking after volunteers. And training can often be something that suffers because it's another thing to do. You know, It could have been sold to you or you could have even sold it to somebody else. That It's only an hour a week. For those that have been around scouting, I'm sure, and girl guiding, I'm sure you've heard the phrase, it's only an hour a week. Uh, and then you realise at the end of the week you've done 20 or 30 hours of voluntary sector work that you don't remember signing up for and suddenly you've got reports to do for AGMs and minutes and accounts to assess and there's a problem and there's a safeguarding concern and you're thinking, "Oh, this happened? What is all this stuff? So the long story short is there could be training opportunities. So before you go down the path of getting rid of somebody, let's look at the options. What are the options? Is it something illegal? Are we at that end of the scale? that it's police involvement, that's going to force your hand. But if it's conflict over rules and understanding of the rules, there's clearly opportunity for mentoring and coaching in there and clearly opportunity for training. The beauty of training, the more you invest in training and the more you invest in your volunteers increases what they can do and the productivity level of those people. Competent people, happy in the role, will produce... For you as a manager or as a volunteer, if you're feeling supported, you don't mind doing that a little bit extra just to you know, help out because you're already doing it. You know, let's not lose sight of we're all, all amazing people. You know, Anyone that gives up their time for somebody else, all power to you. I can't criticize you and I'm sure no one else would because if you weren't doing it and no one was doing it, your organization would fall and it wouldn't be able to provide the support, you know, look around you. In society now, we are absolutely battered with cuts. Every sector, you know, police, fire, ambulance, doctors, nurses, schools, infrastructure, social services, it goes on and on and on and on. And see how much voluntary sector organisations are doing to fill the gap, whether it be working with uh, people coming to the UK, from other countries, lacking support through to our own children, domestic violence, uh, sexuality, gender equality, you know. You can go through a myriad of causes, and I'm not suggesting any is greater than any other, you know. Look at the work of places like Cancer Research, a charity aimed at cancer research. You'd like to think that would be held central government and All focused on research to create life-saving for us, life-saving medicines for us. But it doesn't. And there's some there's charities out there doing things. Macmillan Nurses raising money for Macmillan Nurses. I lost my mum to cancer, and the Macmillan Nurses were absolutely amazing. They they are angels. No other way to describe them. And they got through. They helped me through an incredibly dark time. And my mum, she's no longer with us, but her end time was made more comfortable by those angels. So, amazing people doing amazing things, so let's not lose sight of that. However, other side of the coin, if somebody does have to go, if they've breached to a level that there is no other option, we need to be getting that right also. We need to have invested time in that person to train them up to understand so they have an understanding of what they need to do. So it's not just error or misjudgment, You know, if it is somebody doing a criminal act or trying to defraud a charity or whatever, then there's no no sympathy for them. But if you've got to go to them, you document what you've got, record everything, if it's going to be a criminal investigation, you pass that to the police. You know, we have to record documents to send for those that are charities, to send to the Charities Commission. Those of us that are CICs are recording documentation to go back to the company's house. We'll have also... So, when it comes to decisions, okay, how do we make our decisions auditable? I suppose the easiest way for me to explain this would be you as a person are making hundreds, if not thousands, of decisions a day. When you turn this podcast on, you made a decision, I'm going to listen to this podcast. Hopefully, you've maintained the decision to keep it on and carry on with me. Uh, If you also want to make the decision to subscribe to the uh, free resource, And you want to leave me a review, fantastic as well. That would be really appreciated. Help me keep this free resource going. However, the writing down of decisions is something that we're not all used to. Some of us may do it in our jobs, and yes, you've got an understanding of it. But a lot of us out there will go through our day making our decisions. At the end of the day, nobody comes to us and says, "Okay, I noticed you had uh, tuna salad for lunch. Uh, Interesting. Can you tell me why that was? So... We we don't do it. We? we don't go uh, because I was hungry and I like tuna. Don't do it. However, with decision making on an organizational level, it is open to scrutiny. People can review what you've done and why you've done it. You know we we are duty bound to be acting for those of us at charities in the best interest of our charity. That includes if we're working for another charity and those two charities are in some sort of financially. Arrangement it's the charity that you're dealing with there, and then not for the best interests of both charities because that might not be the same thing, so we have to make sure that we are looking after what what we're doing, and the financial aspects particularly can be very, very dangerous for some people. so how do we make it accountable? If you're recording what you're doing, so if you're making a decision, so we are no longer going to, um, we're no longer buy Starbucks coffee, we're going to buy Costa coffee, okay? Well, that's just our decision, but it's not really auditable, is it? There's no, why have you done that? If we say, well, coffee A is 10p, more expensive than coffee B, so we've gone coffee B, um, then yeah, it's a financial decision. It's a cheaper option. It does what it needs to do, and it's better for us because it's cheaper, leaving more funds in the charity, to give us resilience to deal with other issues, then fine. So if I pick that document up two years down the line and say, oh, coffee A and coffee B, why, why, we, why have we got coffee A again? Let's have a look. Oh, yeah, it's because it was 10 be cheaper and does the same job. So you can look at it, and that's very simplistic accounts, but when you're dealing with issues... It's equally the same if you're going to take a course of action. Record what you were doing at the time, why you're doing it, and the information you're acting on. So you will have information that that is leading you to make a decision. So you would record that information. So there's this, this has happened, this has happened, this has happened. I need to act on it because it's a threat to the organization. So we can see why, what what you've got, and why you need to act on it. Okay, then what the options are. So, what options can you take? Pros and cons, and you, you alter a decision. So, again, if five, ten years down the line, that decision is reviewed, then it's clear why you've done because we can anybody reviewing it can put themselves in your situation at that moment in time, knowing what you knew and facing the same issues with the same knowledge, the options you considered and your course of action can be considered on that basis and on those merits. And I know this might be fine to some people because you like, well, who's going to be reviewing it, Phil? Are we in trouble? But you don't know what's down the line with decisions, particularly around funding, about safeguarding, you know, you'll have all sorts of regulations around you. And all this is to give you an idea. So that would be how you would do it. I hope that's helped. If not, let me know. Keep this free resource. This is free to you. If it helps, brilliant. I'm glad if it does. uh, I came into the charity sector with pretty much limited training and I was sort of dragged in to help. And I'm eternally grateful that I did. I've got gratitude for that. Uh, I've enjoyed doing various roles I've done within governance and management of schools and youth services and I've had some really good fun times that I wouldn't have had and it, it's allowed me to have some amazing times with my own children because they're involved with those activities that's brought us even closer together. So I am grateful for what I what I personally have received from my time, giving time to the voluntary sector. So There's massive positives for me there. But I am grateful for it. So I, I give this to you. It's a gift. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you anything to subscribe. But subscriptions let me know that it's helping you. It's working for you. And also the fact that I'm doing some good out there past my own little bubble. So um, leave a review. Um, yes, I know sometimes it sounds a bit dodgy, but that's because I multitask. So at the minute I'm sat at Motorway Services. Squeezing in during my break to get a podcast out of the way, and then I can move on. Um, yes, I spin many plates, as I'm sure we all do. So, yeah, I appreciate sometimes sound quality isn't as good as uh, I would hope. But then again, hey, it's a free resource. Okay, uh, if you want to subscribe, click on the subscribe link. Leave me a, a feedback or uh, a comment or a review that is helping you. That would be great to hear. And I will keep going. Hopefully it's assists you. All power to you. Keep going, doing the good work that you're doing. You are all amazing people. And I will catch you next Tuesday. Take care.